It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. In order to experience life, you've got to start asking Life's big questions. With every insight you've experienced from the wisdom of Sundays, you can see that each person on earth is charting their own spiritual course. Your soul is as unique as your fingerprint, and the journey to connect to the deepest part of yourself can only be explored by you. I have gleaned great understanding from all of these conversations and come to know that as long as you're asking the right questions of yourself, the answers will readily reveal themselves. Who do you want to be? How can you allow who you want to be to thrive in all aspects of your life? I often think of this principle when I'm talking with my girls who've graduated from the Oprah Winfrey Leadership Academy in South Africa. I am committed to supporting them through college, and often that simply means being there to listen. This is the time when they start asking, what should I major in? What do I want to do with my life? I tell them, a career is not a life. The essential question is, who do you want to be? And so now I ask you, how can you allow who you want to be, not just what you want to do, who you want to be to emerge in all aspects of your life. Most conversations on Super Soul Sunday end with a series of big questions for each guest. Take the time to ask yourself these same things, and I promise the life vision waiting to be claimed by you will not only unfold it will expand. I wish you clarity, love, and most of all, freedom in your lifelong spiritual adventure. We start with Jack Cornfield. What is the soul? Hmm, now you're asking a mysterious and wonderful question. Uh, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. When I look in the mirror, I notice that I've aged, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. A few more wrinkles, lost the I fur do too. up here, whatever. But that's not who you are, that body. 
who you are is the spirit that was born in this body. Who you are is the spirit that's hearing these words and sensing the Hawaiian tropical breeze. And who you are is timeless and unborn and not limited by this body and mind. And if you want to use the word soul for that, that would be fine. That was great. Now let's hear from Elizabeth Lesser. Well, you were saying how hard it is to say what the soul is. Do you have words? Well, I also found myself saying that the soul is, is like a silent music inside. Quiet, beautiful song that you were given to sing here on earth. That universe, God, wants you to sing your song. Mm. And that's the soul, the song. This is Diana Nyad. A soul is your spirit. It's your love of humanity. It's mm-hmm. your belief that there's more than you. There are people before us that you, you could weep to, to look at the discovery of an ancient city and realize that those people lived and they loved and they danced and they ate and they suffered and they lived just as we are. So there have been so many 40 and 60 and 80 year lives, billions of them, and we all have souls and I, I, I feel they're collective souls. Such a good lesson and reminder. Next is Ariana Huffington. The soul is who I am. The soul is who you are. And it is one breath away. The body is what allows us to have all these experiences. That means that we can evolve through our lives. But who we really are is the soul. And that's why we need to remember to bring it with us, (laughs) whatever we are doing, bring it with us to work, bring it with us on vacation, because that's what ultimately will be left. Macy's Mother's Day gift guide has the perfect gift to make mom feel special. Shop by price, like 25 and under to 100 and under. Category, like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and for grandma. Get top gifts like Dolce & Gabbana Devotion, Eau de Parfum, Coach Floral Printed Leather Cassie Crossbody Bag, and Le Creuset Shallot Dutch Oven. Shop at Macy's.com slash Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. India Ari. What is the soul? The real you. You do not have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body. Mark Nepo. What is the soul? Oh, the soul is the common center of universal spirit that seeds each human being. Ooh, that's good. You're a poet. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Okay, so the common center. Of universal being and spirit that seeds every single human being. Oh, that's good. That is... Really good. You should print that. That is so good. I gotta write that down. (laughs) Write that down. (laughs)
Daniel Pink. Um, How do you define soul? Soul is, I think, our capacity to see that our lives are about something more than simply the day-to-day, that we're here for a purpose, that it it could be connected to religion or not, Uh but that there is a purpose of your being here. Right. That's that's really how I look at it. And you can do that either believing in an organized religion uh, or not. Or not. Right. But interesting how it all is connected to the same thing. So your soul is believing in something bigger than yourself or that there's a greater purpose. Your desire for autonomy and your desire for meaning in your work is all about the same thing. And that is what gives you drive. And that is what makes your day better today than it was yesterday. Right. It's all connected. Right. It's the circle of life, my son. <laughs> Debbie Ford. The soul is a part of us that never dies. It's what we come in with. I don't think you can see it, but I think it's who we are at our core. And it carries all the messages and the lessons that we've learned in the past. And we'll carry all the lessons and the messages that we will carry into the future. Eckhart Tolle. The soul is one of the words one can use to talk about your innermost being, the presence that you are beyond form, Mm -hmm. that which underlies the personality and the mind, the essence of who you are. Llewellyn Vaughn Lee. The soul is the divine part of of ourself. It is our divine nature. It is a part of us that is one with God. Everybody has a soul. It is the immortal, eternal part of ourselves. Never dies? Never dies. It's immortal. It belongs to God. Thomas More. The soul loves to be attached. The soul will attach itself. That's why we have soul mates. Soul mates. We're attached to that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really attached, yeah. you know, when you talk about a soul mate. And we're attached to families and to our kids and to pets and to things, even objects, even things that we own. We become attached. That's a sign of a real soulful life, that you're Mm -hmm. able to make that attachment. Elizabeth Lesser. You're the reason we ask this question, because in The Seeker's Guide, there is spirituality and then religion. Mm -hmm. What's Mm -hmm. the difference? Well, okay, I'll start with spirituality. Spirituality is this kind of fearless seeking nature. Like it's the part of us that says, Whoa, what made a tree? Who am I? Where did I come from? What made something out of nothing? Where do I go when I die? How do I live? How am I supposed to live? That's spirituality, the seeking of truth. It takes fearlessness to seek after truth. Sometimes we'd rather just live, go through the paces. So that's spirituality. Religion are our attempts to answer the questions. And some of those answers are great and beautiful, and some of them are just dogma and rules that get us into trouble. My rules are better than your rules, and then we fight about them. Right. So spirituality are the questions, and religion are are attempts to answer them. Pima Chodron. How do you define spirituality versus religion? What is spirituality? Hmm. You talk about it like going out in the boat. Like getting into a boat and leaving the shore and going out where you can't see the shoreline anymore and you're not really sure Mm -hmm. if you're ever going to get back because it's so vast and open yes yes and i guess 
there would be a lot of different ways people would talk about religion, but nowadays I think we think of it, unfortunately, as that which separates people. Like people holding on to beliefs, whereas spirituality could be a definition that it's about going beyond beliefs, maybe. I love that. And that's what I mean about when you stop being fixed about how it has to be and who you have to be, and you let it, it becomes more like a river. You're more like a river than a rock, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it keeps moving yeah. forward because that's natural. That's just that natural. That is what being human is. I think so. Jan LeVanzant. Religion is the rules, regulations, ceremonies, and rituals developed by man to create conformity and uniformity in the approach to God. Spirituality is God's call in your soul. Devon Franklin. Is there a difference in your mind or life between spirituality and religion? Yes, I think that religion sometimes is the structure mm -hmm. for spirituality. I think that spirituality can exist even outside of religion. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that most religions came to be because they wanted to help people understand how to navigate this life from a spiritual standpoint. Can you be spiritual and not religious? Absolutely. Can you be religious and not spiritual? Absolutely. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yes. Sister Joan Chittister. Well, it's at that pointing at the moon. Pointing at the moon. It's that, Religion is pointing at the moon. That's right. Yeah. Religion is not the ultimate. Religion is not itself the moon, but it is meant to help us see the moon and to, to require us to reach for it. Do you believe that there are many ways to point towards the moon? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As many as there are people. It's do something. Yeah. That is a pointing at the moon. Yeah. Wherever you are. And then when you, you see... Do you believe that that's what all religions are doing, pointing towards the moon? I do. Mm -hmm. Dr. Maya Angelou. Religion is like a map. It can help you to see how to get where you want to go. All it does is show you how to get there. It's only a map. Yeah. And spirituality for you means? Oh, surrender. I surrender all to all. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Are you ready to unlock your inner greatness? If so, make sure to listen to my podcast, The School of Greatness, hosted by me, Lewis Howes. Join me as I sit down with world-class performers, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders to uncover their secrets to success with new episodes every single week. Whether you're striving for personal growth, business mastery, or simply seeking inspiration, The School of Greatness has something for you. And you can find it on SiriusXM, Pandora, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe and follow to the show so you never miss an episode and start your journey to greatness today. Nate Burkus. Do you consider yourself a spiritual person or a religious person? Spiritual. Mm -hmm. And what is the difference? I grew up in a very traditional Jewish culture and religion, but religion wasn't as important as the cultural things around it. And 
for me, I guess, defining being more spiritual than religious means that I'm not tied to the religion that I was raised with. Mm -hmm. I can find my spirituality in anything. Mm -hmm. And I think I do. I find it in my work and I find it in other people and I find it in teachings from other religions. Sarah Bunbronick. Religion says there's only one way to heaven. Spirituality says choose the one that brings you joy. Gabrielle Bernstein. I think people find spirituality through religion, but I think spirituality is a artful craft. Mm -hmm. We can create our spiritual understanding of our own. We can have a God of our own understanding. We can find God through guitar. We can find God through swimming, through aerobics, through forgiveness, whatever it is. So I think that religion is something we are taught and spirituality is something we learn and teach ourselves. Charles Einstein. You wrote an essay asking readers to stop feeding the hate that stems from thinking that they are better than anyone else because you believe that all people are suffering from actually the same wound. So what do you think is the world's greatest wound? I mean, I call it the wound of separation. Yeah. That it's the felt experience of being cut off from all that we're meant to intimately connect to. And then from that place, feeding the hate, you know, online comments that are all about putting someone down, kind of almost feels good to make jokes at the expense of somebody else, but does it really feel good? I think it feels good in that moment for people. I think there are people who feel really good when they can get off on a line on social media and they think they actually hurt somebody. Yeah. But I think this reality-based culture, do whatever's necessary, say whatever you need, you come out the victor no matter what at any expense, I think it's trained us to believe that being snarky is fulfilling. I think maybe that the good feeling seems to me like it's similar to the to the feeling of getting a hit or getting a fix. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you feel good for a little bit. Yeah. But it doesn't assuage the underlying pain, the underlying grief. President Jimmy Carter. What do you think is our world's greatest wound? I think the inequity among people, the inability of people who are deprived because of their birth or because of their parent status to strive for an accomplishment of success and the oppression that is exerted by the powerful and rich people to stay in an ascendant position in society, economically and culturally and, and so forth. So how do each of us participate in healing the world's greatest wound? You know, I would say that the human society reached the apex or epitome of of moral and ethical commitment shortly after the Second World War, when we decided we won't have any more wars. We'll form the United Nations. Mm -hmm. And then we passed the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And I think that exemplifies or personifies or clarifies the essence of moral and ethical values that we derive from all the great religions, peace, human rights, equity, and so forth. And we have now abandoned that deep and penetrating and exalted commitment to have peace and equality of opportunity among all people. That's the essence of human rights. Shonda Rhimes. So what do you believe is the world's greatest wound? Oh, our inability to realize that we're all the same. Mm. Jack Canfield. 
I think the greatest wound we've all experienced is somehow being rejected for being our authentic self. Mm. And that as a result of that, we then try to be what we're not to get approval, love, protection, safety, mm -hmm. money, whatever. And that the real, the real need for all of us is to reconnect with the essence of who we really are mm -hmm. and re-own all the disowned parts of ourselves, whether it's mm -hmm. our emotions, whether it's our spirituality. We all go around hiding parts of ourselves. Pastor Wentley Phipps. What do you think is the root of racism? The root of racism is fear. And the root of fear is, I think, the rejection of what God created you to be. God didn't create us for fear. He didn't create us for fear. He didn't create us for anger. Mm -hmm. He didn't create us for all this negativity. Ian LeVanzant. So yeah. what is the root of racism, in your opinion? What? Superiority. Superiority and inferiority that dates back to how this country was created, mm -hmm. the fact that it was stolen. Mm -hmm. It was stolen from my ancestors. Mm -hmm. We won't tell the truth about that either. So it's superiority and dishonesty. That is the root of racism. Dishonesty. I'm superior because I said so. Mm -hmm. I'm superior because I have this and you don't. Mm -hmm. I'm superior because I choose to be. And I'm not making you inferior, but because you're not like me, you are. Because you don't look like me, because you don't have what I have, because you don't do what I do. Mm. So racism, violence, dishonesty, it exists. And until we tell the truth about it and deal with it head on, Deal with it at all. Starts with a conversation, though. Honest conversation. Everything starts with a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. We got to have the conversation that as an African-American man in this country, you are not safe from the people who are entrusted to protect you. You simply aren't, Oprah. We got to have that conversation. And then we got to, once we have the conversation. Then, then you got to get people to accept that that is true. Right. And not. To acknowledge that that is true. Because we shut something, it down. Yeah, yeah. We shut it down. Yeah. Pastor A.R. Bernard. What is the root of racism? Fear. Yeah. Fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear that drives us to be shaped in our thinking by stereotypes, by prejudices, by biases, by things that we don't even know about the other person. That's why I love to sit down and have a person tell me your story. And I've done that with so many people from so many walks of life people with lifestyles totally different from mine, diametrically opposed to mine sometimes. And I listen to their story, and I share my story. And all of a sudden, a bond of relationship is created. Shonda Rhimes. Racism is just fear. Yeah. And how can we begin to have a conversation that doesn't scare everybody? I know everyone is so afraid to have the conversation. I think everyone is so afraid that if they have the conversation, they're either calling someone a racist or they're being called racist or they're going to say the wrong thing. I feel like if you can't have the conversation, you can't make anything change. Shaka Senkor. The root of racism and prejudice is fear and ignorance. We are so afraid to say, I don't know. That I don't know what it's like to live in the hood. Or I don't know what it's like to live in the suburbs. 
And so what we do is we vilify those things and we create this idea of others. Like we come from very unique experiences and it's okay. And like once we can own that it's okay, I think we grow tremendously. Cheryl Strayed. I think the root of racism is in this false notion of the other, us and them, mm -hmm. that kind of divide that maybe we're not born with, but that we're taught so early on. Yeah. Again, it's interesting. It's connected to scarcity. It's like we are this tribe and they are that tribe and these people are this and this is, and that, that idea that we have to hold power instead of share love. Mm -hmm. Tracy Morgan. Everybody talks now about all the stuff going on in the world and the violence and so forth. What do you think is the root of racism? Pride. Pride. That's all. Nobody better than nobody. Yeah. There's only one way for, for me in my ideas is beat racism. You have to stay creative. You got to stay creative. You got to really transcend that. Dr. Christiane Northrup. Why do you think we're actually here, though, Dr. Northrup? What is the purpose of human experience? Oh, well, the Earth, I think, and the Talmud said this. Mm -hmm. The Earth is the densest place. It's matter, which comes from the root word for mother, by the way. It's the densest place in the universe. And when you can lighten up here, you affect the entire universe. That's what I think. So that when wow. you take a grief, or it's like a symbol. Okay, so a symbol, the, the instrument a symbol. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you just go around a symbol and you do this to the air, nothing happens to the symbol, right? Nothing. But when you bang that sucker, the reverberations go through time and space. We're here as symbols to raise our vibration so that when you heal your life and I heal my life, that changes the whole universe. That's what I think. Wow. That is good, sister. <laughs> that is good, sister. Yeah. Timothy Shriver. Why do you think we're all here? What do you think the reason for this human experience? I think we were put here to learn to love unconditionally the, every fiber and sinew in our bodies and in the universe. I think we're here for the glory of the idea that we are united. You, you know, I think we think we're all divided. Like, I think, you know, like you yeah. sit here thinking you're not the same as me. Yeah. And I think I'm not the same as you. Like, no, we're separate. Yeah. And it's a lie. It's a lie. We're not separate. And as soon as we get close to that, as soon as we trust that, whew, that's why we're here. Louis Schwartzberg. What do you think is the purpose of human experience? To be connected with the living universe and realize you're just playing a small part in it. Gretchen Rubin. I think our purpose is to accept ourselves and to expect more from ourselves, to understand who we are and to expect ourselves to live up to that ideal better. Leave better than we came. Yes. Better than before. Mark Nepo. I think that the purpose of the human experience is for the soul to blossom in human form here on earth. Mm -hmm. Rather than finding heaven on earth, I think we are asked to release heaven by living on earth. 
Ow, that's good. Ow, that's so good. That makes me want to cry. I never thought of that before. You're preaching today. <laughs> Jack Cornfield. What do you think is the purpose of human experience? To learn to love and to learn to be free. And to learn to be free. Yeah, or maybe another language would be to remember who we really are. You know, to remember the sacredness that you were born with. Are you optimistic about the human race? I'm completely optimistic. It's too wildly mysterious. And yes, things can get bad, but I see we are growing and learning. And just as we've learned all these outer developments, now is our time to match those with the developments of the heart. And I see it spreading, and I believe it. I have tremendous respect for what's possible. Thank you, Oprah. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening.